Section number two of Salads, Sandwiches, and Chafing Dish Dainties. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kanzaki Soul. Salads, Sandwiches, and Chafing Dish Dainties by Janet Mackenzie Hill. Salads, Introduction. Our taste for salads, and in their simplest form, who is not fond of salads, is an inheritance from classic times and eastern lands. In the hot climates of the Orient, cucumbers and melons were classed among Earth's choicest productions, and a resort ever grateful in the heat of the day was a lodge in a garden of cucumbers. At the Passover, the Hebrews ate lettuce, chamomile, dandelion and mint, the bitter herbs of the Paschal Feast, combined with oil and vinegar. Of the Greeks, the rich were fond of the lettuces of Smyrna, which appeared on their tables at the close of repast. In this respect, the Romans, at first, imitated the Greeks, but later came to serve lettuce with eggs as a first course and to excite the appetite. The ancient physicians valued lettuce for its narcotic virtue, and, on account of this property, Galen, the celebrated Greek physician, called it the philosopher's or wise man's herb. The older historians make frequent mention of salad plants and salads, in the biblical narrative, Moses wrote, And the children of Israel wept again and said, We remember the fish we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. In a second eclogue, Virgil represents a rustic maid, Thistilus, preparing for the reapers a salad called Moritum. He wrote also a poem bearing this title, in which he describes the composition and the preparation of the dish. A modern authority says, Salads refresh without exciting and make people younger. Whether this be strictly true or not may be an open question, but certainly in the assertion a grain of truth is visible, for it is a well-known fact that salad plants are better tonics and blood purifiers than druggist compounds. There is also an old proverb, Eat onions in May, and all the year after physicians may play. What is health but youth? Vegetables, fish and meats, left over, all may be transformed by artistic treatment into salads selectable to the eye and taste. Potatoes are subject to endless combinations. First of all in this connection, before dressing the potatoes, allow them to stand in bouillon, meat broth, or even in the liquor in which corned beef has been cooked. Then drain carefully before adding the oil and other seasonings. Of uncooked vegetables, cabbage lettuce, called long ago by the Greek physician Galen, the philosopher's or wise man's herb, stands at the head of salad plants. Like all uncooked vegetables, lettuce must be served fresh and crisp, and the more quickly it is grown, the more tender it will be. When dressed for the table, each leaf should glisten with oil, yet no perceptible quantity should fall to the salad bowl. Watercress, being rich in sulfurated oil, is often served without oil. Cheese or eggs combine well with cress, and such a salad, with a sandwich of coarse bread and butter, together with a cup of sparkling coffee, forms an ideal luncheon for a picnic or for the home piazza. Indeed, all the compound salads, that is, salads of many ingredients, more particularly if they are served with a cooked or mayonnaise dressing, are substantial enough for the chief dish of a hearty meal. Their digestibility depends, in large measure, on the tenderness of the different ingredients, as well as upon the freshness of the uncooked vegetables that enter into their composition. A salad has this superiority over every other production of the culinary art. 
A salad, but not every salad, is suitable to serve upon any occasion, or to any class or condition of men. Among bon vivants, without a new salad, no matter how recherche the other courses may be, the luncheon or dinner party of today does not pass as an unqualified success. While salads may be compounded of all kinds of delicate meats, fish, shellfish, eggs, nuts, fruit, cheeses, and vegetables, cooked or uncooked, two things are indispensable to every kind and every grade of salad, namely, the foundation of vegetables and the dressing. The dressing. Salads are dressed of oil, acid, and condiments, and sometimes a sweet, as honey or sugar, is used. A perfect salad is not necessarily ascetic. The presence of vinegar in a dressing, like that of onions and its relatives, on most occasions should be suspected only. Wavern and other true epicures consider the advice of Sidney Smith, as expressed in the following couplet, most pernicious. Four times the spoon with oil of Luca crown, and twice with vinegar procured from town. Aromatic vinegars, a few drops of which, used occasionally, lend piquancy and variety to an everyday salad, can be purchased at high-class provision stores. But the true salad maker is an artist, and prefers to compound her own colors, i.e. vinegars. Therefore, we have given several recipes for the same, which may be easily modified to suit individual tastes. Indeed, the dressing of a salad, though in the early days of the century considered a special art, an art that rendered it possible for at least one noted royalist refugee to amass a considerable fortune, is entirely a matter of individual taste, or more properly speaking, of cultivation. On this account, particularly for French dressing, no set rules can be given. By experience and judgment, one must decide upon the proportions of the different ingredients, or, more specifically, upon the proportions of the oil and acid to be used. Often, four spoonfuls of oil are used to one of vinegar. Four spoonfuls of oil to two three, or four of vinegar may be the proportion preferred by others, and the quantity may vary for his different salads. Though in many of the recipes explicit quantities of oil, vinegar, and condiments are given, it is with the understanding that these quantities are indicated simply as an approximate rule. Sometimes less and sometimes more will be required, according to the tendency of the article dressed to absorb oil and acid, or the taste of the salad dresser. Use of dressings. The dressing in most common use are the French and the mayonnaise. A French dressing is used for green vegetables, for fruit and nuts, and to marinate cooked vegetables, or the meat, or fish for a meat, or fish salad. Mayonnaise dressing is used for meat, fish, some varieties of fruit, as banana, apple, and pineapple, and for some vegetables as cauliflower, asparagus, and tomatoes. Any article to be served with mayonnaise after standing an hour or more in a marinade, i.e. French dressing, should be carefully drained as, by the pickling process, liquid will drain out into the bottom of the vessel and mixing with the mayonnaise will liquefy the same. Arrangement of Salads In the arrangement of salads, there may be great display of taste and individuality. By judicious selection from materials that may be kept constantly in store and with one or two window boxes in which herbs are growing, Anyone, with a modicum of inventive skill, can so change and modify the appearance and flavor of her salads that she may seem always to present a new one. Composition of Mayonnaise Mayonnaise dressing is composed largely of olive oil. 
a small amount of the yolk of egg is used as a foundation. The oil, with the addition of condiments, is slightly acidulated with vinegar and lemon juice, one or both, and the whole is made very light and thick by beating. Mayonnaise forms a very handsome dressing and is much enjoyed by those who are fond of oil. Value of oil. Pure olive oil is almost entirely without flavor, and the taste for it can be readily acquired. And when we consider that it contains all the really desirable qualities of the once famous cod liver oil, except the phosphates, and that these may be supplied in the other materials of the salad, it would seem wise to cultivate a taste for so wholesome an article. By the addition of cream and the proportion of a cup of whipped cream to a point of dressing, those to whom oil has not become agreeable can so modify its tone that they too will enjoy the mayonnaise dressing. Boiled and cream dressings. For the French and mayonnaise dressings, particularly for the latter, we sometimes substitute a boiled and sometimes a cream dressing. And the first, butter or cream, is substituted for oil, and the materials are combined by cooking. In the latter, as the name implies, cream is the basis, and this may be either sweet or sour. Important points in salad making. 1. The green vegetables should be served fresh and crisp. 2. Meat and fish should be well marinated and cold. 3. The ingredients composing the salad should not be combined until the last moment before serving. When to serve salad with French or mayonnaise dressing. As a rule, subject however to exceptions, light vegetable salads dressed with French dressing are served at dinner, while heavy meat or fish salads are reserved for luncheon or supper, and are served with mayonnaise or cream dressing. When to serve a fruit salad. A fruit salad with sweet dressing is served with cake at a luncheon or supper or in the evening. That is, it may take the place of fruit in the dessert course. A fruit salad with French or mayonnaise dressing may be served as a first course at luncheon or with a game or roast, though in the latter case, the French dressing is preferable. Salads with cheese. The rightful place of salads is with the roast or game. Here, the crisp green salad herbs, delicately acidulated, complement and correct the richness of these plats. Occasionally, when the game is omitted and an acid sauce accompanies the roast, a simple salad combined with cheese in some form, preferably cooked and hot, is selected to lengthen the menu. The same combination of hot cheese dish and salad should be a favorite one for home luncheons when this meal is not made the children's dinner. The salad, too, in this combination, aided by the bread accompanying it, corrects by dilution the overconcentration and richness of the cheese dish. In England, neatly trimmed and cleansed celery stalks and cheese often precede the sweet course. But by virtue of its mission as the digester of everything but itself, and of the common disinclination to have the taste of sweets linger upon the palate, the place of cheese as cheese is with the coffee. End of section 2